for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. You know, as I look at the passage, I, I can't help but remember and think of the days when, when I was young and my dad uh, would be there f uh, in my baseball games. He would be present. And other times he couldn't make it, you know, do the work. Um, but I remember when he was there, it seemed like uh, everything was better. You know, maybe I played better. Um, but when he was absent, it seemed like uh, uh, I, I wasn't able to, to play and, and he didn't have the same kind of desire or motivation to play without my dad there. Uh, so what I'm saying to you is there's something about the presence of your father, right? And when we think of, when we look at this passage, we will see uh, that the presence of the Lord, the actual presence of the Lord, made all the difference in the uh, Israelite community. So let's take a look at the passage and see how the presence of the Lord affected the Israelites. Exodus chapter 33, verses 1 through 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you, because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. When the people heard these distressing words, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Tell the Israelites you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you even for a moment, I might destroy you. Now take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off their ornaments at Mount Horeb. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the Tent of Meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance, while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Welcome back to Living Life. You know, as we look at this passage, 
uh, and we look at the Israelites, we actually have to start with uh, chapter 32 in Exodus. Uh, 32 is where the Israelites, when Moses was up on the mountain speaking with God for some period of time, uh, they believed that Moses wasn't coming back since he, was, he had not come back in such a long time. So what did they do? They go to Aaron and they say, Aaron, fashion for us a idol, a god. And it turned out to be a golden calf, and they worshipped this golden calf. Now the thing was, is in 19 through 24 of Exodus, uh, God had told the people, God had established his covenant at that time. He had told the people uh, that they should not worship idols. Uh, they should not worship any graven image. And this is exactly what they did. This is exactly what the people did. Uh, they worship what they were told not to worship. Now, God, uh, needless to say, was righteously angry with the people. Uh, but however, God is always true to his promises. He's always true to his nature, which he is faithful to his promise. God, as we open this passage up, God is saying to Moses, take the people that you brought out of Egypt and bring them up to the promised land. Bring them to Canaan. Uh, as I, as we, you know, I had told you, and as we, what I had spoken to you about, uh, I will even bring you and give you an angel to drive out the people who are in the land, so that the people, these Israelites, can take possession of the land. But I will tell you, Moses, I will not go with you. I will not go with the people because these are a stiff-necked, stubborn people, and if I go. I might just destroy them on the way. So when the people heard this, they were distressed and they didn't put on any ornaments like necklaces or bracelets or anklets, anything of that nature. They were, this was a sign kind of in being in mourning based upon hearing the words of God that God's actual presence would not be with them. Now, in contrast, to God's presence not being with the people, we must consider the relationship that God actually had with Moses. His relationship with Moses was one of intimacy, one of favor, and Moses was pleasing to him. Uh, Moses sets up outside the camp a tent, which was actually called the Tent of Meeting, and this was a place for the people to come inquire of the Lord. Uh, now, when Moses went into the tent, the people would stand up and they would watch him go into the tent. But God's presence would also come down in a pillar of cloud to the entrance of the tent to meet with Moses, to speak with Moses. The people watched this entire scene from afar. They watched from a distance. These people worshipped from a distance. Uh, Moses worshiped God, and Moses spoke to God as if he was speaking to a friend face to face. And all of this was in contrast to what the Israelites' relationship was with God. Now, when Moses spoke to the Lord face to face, the Lord said, Moses, you cannot see my face. Uh, but this expression of face to face was more of a figurative expression of God in terms of how he, was, he had befriended and how he would meet with Moses. 
in contrast to how the people would meet with him. Now, um, when we look at this, it reminds me of an expression and of a scripture which says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. I'm wondering today if you are actually worshiping God from a distance, even though it may appear that your worship is intimate, personal, and near and close to God. But God knows whether or not you are actually worshiping intimately or worshiping from a distance. These people, these Israelites who had lost favor with God were worshiping God from a distance. Today is a day to examine yourself to see where you are with the Lord. Are, the, are your lips honoring him with praise and on Sunday and on, uh, during the sanctuary? Are you raising your hands and, and you know, just excited before the Lord and your lips are declaring it, your words are declaring it, yet your heart is far from God? So, what I, so the thing is, today is an opportunity to bring your heart near to God so that you would worship him intimately, closely, and personally. Is, this is actually what he desires of you. So when you leave this particular broadcast, I would suggest that if you are worshiping God from a distance, that you seek to restore the relationship, the closeness, the nearness to God, which is what he has desired of you from the foundation of the world. God was faithful to his promises to the patriarchs, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to bless their descendants, especially with um, sending it and bringing them to the promised land. God is always going to be faithful to his promises. However, in this case, he said that his presence would not go with them. Uh, today is a day for you, if you don't know the Lord, it's a day to come before him and ask him, invite him into your life, invite his presence into your heart. If you do know the Lord, it's a day for restoration and for the Lord to return in intimacy to you. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this time, this opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you for this scripture, Father, for we do not want to be uh, in the place of worshiping you from afar or from a distance, Father. Father, uh, I pray for those, oh God, if, uh, if that is their situation, Father, that they might seek today for a return of intimacy and nearness to you, Father. I pray all this in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Sing your song, let your heart go and step in closer. Sing.